2: It is the Steve Jones Show on a Thursday. News Radio 1070 WKOK. Macatrillo here with you. Steve will soon be there in the Sunbury Motors Studio. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. And online at sunburymotors.com Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai all new pre-owned inventory all at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury Sunbury Motors, Kia routes 11 and 15 in Hummels Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com We want to thank everyone that came out to the Purdy Memorial Golf Tournament yesterday, the 30th annual tournament at the Susquehanna Valley Country Club in order to benefit the Greater Susquehanna Valley YMCA. Picture-perfect day. It was a lot of fun. I won something for the second straight year. I'm very happy about that. And I know Sue is too, along with Chad Evans, who I played with yesterday. Steve, I know, had a great time. I'm sure he'll have his remarks when he steps up here to this Sunbury Motors studio. But it was a terrific time yesterday. And it was great to see everybody. Weather was perfect. Show was great. Thanks to Doug Birdsong, too, for coming down. Thanks to Adam Purdy for joining us yesterday. And seeing the all-in-one, Barrett, congratulations again. Winning 25 grand, first time ever in tournament history, which is just amazing on the hardest par three there on three. So it it was a really terrific day yesterday, all for a great cause. And thanks to everybody that that came out yesterday and played, came up for the show, came out afterwards, beforehand. It was great seeing everybody there. So we really enjoyed it and already can't wait for next year. So it was certainly a, a terrific time. And now we get to look forward to some NFL football tonight with the Hall of Fame game tonight at 8 on Fox, Steelers, and the Cowboys. And obviously when it comes to the Hall of Fame game, there's not a whole lot to... There's not a a whole lot of hype with this other than that football is back. But there are some interesting storylines for both teams tonight, even though the starters won't play, which is still not surprising to me, even though you've got less preseason games this year. But once again, it's still not surprising that you're not going to see all the starters for both teams play of what's going to be the start of what really should be a really cool weekend in Cannon with – for the Centennial class and this year's 2021 class. Obviously well represented by both teams this weekend. But as far as the game tonight, for the Steelers' side of things, you're looking at Dwayne Askins right away. He's going to get significant playing time tonight. He's got that first opportunity in front of a national audience to kind of reprove himself a little bit after his fallout with the Washington football team. I'm I'm very much curious to see how he does tonight. And, of course, Mason Rudolph's getting the start. You always want to see where his progress is as the presumed backup. But maybe if he doesn't play well, maybe Dwayne Haskins does. You know, it's, it's a little bit of a fascinating situation still, I think. And I also still think it may be Mason Rudolph's to lose going into tonight. But if he doesn't play well and Haskins plays well, then maybe it changes a little bit. You know, Mike Tomlin's already been quoted as saying maybe they got something for nothing in Dwayne Haskins. And they very well may have. We'll have to see. So that's something to look forward to tonight. Najee Harris will play tonight. I'm sure his touches are going to be limited, but you'll see him tonight for the first time in a Steeler uniform. He's had a strong start to camp as well. And Kendrick Green also going to start tonight at center part of that revamped offensive line I believe he's going to start tonight um, despite that so and that's going to be probably one of the biggest hurdles the Steelers are going to face this year is having that revamped old line and then for the Cowboys side of things of course oh I can't almost I can't be remiss if I didn't mention Pat Friermuth a lot of Penns, too. The top Penn Staters are making their NFL preseason debuts tonight. Of Forest Friermuth in Pittsburgh. And he's had a terrific camp from what we've seen so far. I know Alex has talked a lot about that. My buddy Alex Kazor from Steelers Depot is going to join us at 406 to preview the game tonight. And he's also been at every training camp practice that they've had at Heinz Field open to the public. So he's definitely seen a lot so far. So looking forward to have him join at 406. But on the Dallas side of things, of course, Micah Parsons is going to get his first crack at it tonight. I'm sure his naps will probably be limited too, but it'll be good to see him. And then right now, the backup for Dallas is Garrett Gilbert, and apparently it's the backup job is his to lose. So I guess we'll see how he goes tonight. I believe he's going to get the start for Dallas, and of course, uh, Kelvin Joseph too. Cowboys using their second round pick on him there so and there's a lot more to get into and i'm sure alex is going to have his thoughts on who he's watching out for tonight i know of course if you look back from earlier in the week neil Coulon gave his three things to look for that's on the pot that's on the on stevejoneshow.com if you had missed that from earlier this week but again it's just great to have football back
0: yeah
2: Even though it's preseason football, I'm looking forward to watching the game tonight.
0: I'll watch the first quarter. I mean, it'll be exciting to watch Mason Rudolph, Garrett Gilbert, because those will be the starting quarterback. Dak Prescott's not playing. Ben Roethlisberger's not playing. In fact, I don't even think Michael will play tonight, but I don't think Pat Frymuth might not play. He wa I think he is, because he was on the list of Steelers that aren't that are not
2: going to play tonight. I'll triple check that. So I, I think he is going to play.
0: My understanding was Pat might not play tonight. So um, let's see. But yeah, I'll watch probably the first quarter tonight, and then. Uh, I don't know what's on the Olympics. I have no idea. But let's start with this. David Taylor won the gold today. David Taylor won Olympic gold, and he did it in typical David Taylor fashion. When he needed to make a move, he made the move. It was a little bit better than 10 seconds to go. He's down 3-2. Shoulder to shoulder, boom, and then popped down with cat quickness and boom, got, got him down deep, took him down, won it 4-3 to win the gold. It was exciting, it was dramatic, phenomenal, and I thought that was, that was great. And then Joe Kovacs, by the way, from Penn State, won the silver in the shot put. Two phenomenal stories right there. David Taylor, the magic man, gold, and Joe Kovacs, shot put silver. For two individuals who spent a lot of time living here. Phenomenal. It's phenomenal. Those are the big stories of the day, right there. I know for Matt, the biggest story was the Yankees unveiled their Field of Dreams jersey, but like, you know, most of our fans are like, what are you talking about? Nah,
2: I'm gearing up uh, for the Hall of Fame game tonight in
0: the Olympics. Well, I, again... I mean two Penn Staters went out, won medals. And then of course Alyssa Nayer is part of the bronze medal winning US women's soccer team. So So there you know, a lot of Penn State medals out there today. A lot of Penn State medals. How energized? I'm always so energized right after I am done with the Purdue Memorial Golf Tournament. Oh does me too. To see everybody yesterday. It's like seeing everybody know Steve Engel, Steve Engel, here's a message for you. Play more golf, will you? No, I'm not, I'm not joking. Steve Engel plays four or five tournaments a year. And that's all the golf he plays. And he hits the ball phenomenally well. I wish he'd play more golf. Now, of course, yeah, he's really good at his job. So, I mean, that's one of the reasons why. Um, I'm sure, that, you know, that enters into it. But for a guy that doesn't play that often, Steve Engel hits a beautiful ball. So, Steve, do me a favor. Play a couple extra rounds of golf. You're good at it. And Bill and Craig Purdy are really good at it. Craig is but the smoothest swing I think I've ever seen. But, you know, to see Tom Murch yesterday, uh, to see season yesterday, Everybody, I mean, across the board, it was just great. Just phenomenal. And, of course, you know, saw you. It was great to see Doug. Uh, Mark Lawrence stopped by. Uh, ben Reikley stopped by. I'm trying to think, is there anybody I'm missing? S-U-I-T, that spells su-da! No. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was great to see Kevin yesterday too. Right. And you know, I had to hear about Shudder's success, and at that point, I kind of tuned everything out. Uh, so, so anything else he was saying about what he did, I, I just I was lost at that point. I was like, okay, fine. Uh, but it, I'm always energized after that because it's just so great to see everybody in our community stop by. And look, they're gonna. It is a good chance they're gonna raise between twenty and thirty thousand. And after yesterday, hole in one yesterday. Barrick at the hole in one, which was great. Donated some of the prize money back to the Greater Susquehanna Valley Y M C A. It's great to see Bonnie yesterday. We had a phenomenal time. Phenomenal time. Well, wow, let's see here. Uh, I believe the Forbes. Yeah, let's go with magazines that are not in our rack in the lobby. <laughs> okay. And that would be Forbes, right? <laughs> mm, probably. Yeah. what are you talking about? <laughs> I got Popular Mechanics there. <laughs> So our guy. The sports franchise values came out. Yeah. They're four sports franchise values. The twenty twenty rankings. They're out. Okay? So this is for last year, right? The number one, let's see here. By the way, um, the, okay let me get let's start with this what is the least valuable there's a lot of factors in value okay the least valuable NFL franchise and I think they're ranked 51st or something like that
2: least valued NFL franchise
0: yes Jacksonville nope they're only any next to last Carolina nope Uh, Bengals. Nope. The Buffalo Bills. Really? They're last. Wow. So, the, the number one most valuable franchise in the world. These, yeah, in the world. These are world rankings. The number one most valuable franchise in the world is. Man City.
1: Nope. Or right,
2: Manchester United. Sorry. Nope. The Dallas Cowboys. Oh, Dallas. Okay. That
0: was gonna be my next guest. Five point 5. five billion. Uh, Jerry Jones paid 150 million for them. Number two, the New York Yankees, worth five billion, purchased for 8.8 8 million. Number three, the New York Knicks, 4.6 billion. Lakers are number four, 4.4 billion. The Golden State Warriors are number five. Wow. Okay. 4.3 billion. Now, remember, they moved into the Chase Center, which increased their value. Real Madrid is six, 4.24 billion. The Patriots are number seven at 4.1 billion. Barcelona is eight, 4.02 billion. The Giants, the New York Giants of the NFL, 3.9 billion. Number 10, Man U, 3.81. The Rams are number 11, 3.8 billion. 49ers, 3.5 billion or 12. The Bears, 3.45 billion or 13. There's a tie at 14 between the Los Angeles Dodgers, so they'll be number two in baseball, 3.4 billion, equal to that of the Washington football team, 3.4 billion. The Boston Red Sox are 16 at 3.3 billion. There's a tie at seventeen between the Bulls and the Cubs at three point two billion, and the Jets at three point two billion. At twenty, there's a tie between the Boston Celtics, the Houston Texans, the San Francisco Giants, all at three point one billion. The Eagles are twenty three at three point oh five billion. Byron Munich, three point oh two at twenty four. The Broncos are three billion. The Raiders are 26 at 2.9 billion. The Green Bay Packers are 27 at 2.85 billion. The Steelers are 2.8 billion. 29 is Seattle 2.78. Miami 2.76 is 30. Uh, 2.75 five Atlanta the Falcons. The Ravens are 32 at 2.75. 33 the Vikings 2.7. Man City 2.69. 34 indianapolis colts 265 35 clippers 2.6 billion 36 chelsea soccer 2.58 tied with the uh, brooklyn nets and the la chargers houston rockets are 40 2.48 tied at 41 are the carolina panthers the dallas mavericks and the new york mets all at 2-4 at two three three, the jacksonville jaguars they're 44. Kansas City Chiefs, they're more valuable than the Chiefs. The Chiefs are 2.3 billion. Saints, 2.28. Arsenal, soccer, 2.27. Arizona Cardinals, 225. St. Louis Baseball Cardinals 2.2. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 2 2. So these are all based on valuations. So there you go. We'll take a break. We're going to talk to Joe Putnam on the show today at 335. Alex Kazora, Steelers Depot, coming up. We'll talk with him as well. We'll get some great mat dirt. Oh, I'm sure. gonna get Oh, he's going to give us some great. That's be the first question. I need some mat dirt. All right. As we continue here on News Radio 1070 WKOK your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now, from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. All right, and by the way, if you're wondering, the uh, most valuable franchise outside of soccer, the NFL, the NBA, and Major League Baseball would be the uh, New York Rangers at $1.65 billion. And they come in at number 70, as a matter of fact. So they'd be number one among NHL teams and number one outside of football, soccer, basketball, and baseball. You know, your beloved Cleveland Browns, by the way, not in here. And I know you're a huge Browns fan, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, that's right. I forgot you're a front runner. All right. So um, <laughs> today's show brought to you by. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Key Routes 11 and 15 Hummels Wharf online at sunburymotors.com. With that, we bring in from the State College Spikes, Joe Putnam. Hello, Joe. Welcome back.
1: Thanks for having me, Steve. Always great to be with you and uh, looking forward to uh, joining you for a jam-packed weekend at the ballpark coming up.
0: Absolutely. And uh, Joe, can I touch on July 1st? July. Sure. The spikes average right around that four thousand per night number, That's and then, yeah, obviously there's a Fourth of July in there. But the other numbers were incredibly consistent. What is that? What is that telling you in the ball club of? I mean, not not just the MLB draft league, but what the franchise? We just went through franchise values here on a you know on a world level. But what does it tell you about the value of the franchise to the community that people who didn't have it last year want it?
1: Well, I think we're seeing, uh, just as the season has progressed, just an upswing throughout the course of the entire season in fans coming out to the ballpark, enjoying being outside, something to do here in Happy Valley, uh, something they definitely missed out on in 2020. We have had so many fans throughout the course of this whole season express to us just how much... Uh, their summertime changed without the spikes around and obviously it changed for a lot of us last summer but here at the spikes we've got we're back to providing fun affordable family entertainment yes we've got some future major league stars on the field as well uh but it's the chance to get back together with your fellow community members outside and, and get back to you know a sense of normalcy and uh providing that sort of activity for the folks here in happy valley It's been tremendously gratifying throughout this entire season for us, and we're excited. We're entering the home stretch, as hard as that is to believe. We've only got five home dates remaining, but we're packing a lot into those five dates, and I know that fans really want to pack the the, the fun that they've been having this season into those last five dates as well. So we have got plenty, plenty of uh, things that uh, fans will enjoy uh, over these final five home dates starting tomorrow.
0: Uh, I'll probably get with you about this next week but i at least want to start the conversation how excited is the franchise to begin planning next year because there's an opportunity where next year you have all the options available to you to promote that maybe you didn't have at your disposal this year because of the circumstances of the pandemic
1: absolutely it's to have a full Off season once again uh, to be able to prepare a schedule. I know a lot of folks have been looking at where the the Spikes pocket schedules been, where have been the Spikes game day programs, and owing to the circumstances, the adjustments that had to be made, we couldn't come out with those this year, but I think that uh, we're definitely turning, for the pocket schedule, you can definitely expect those next year because we'll be able to put together a complete promotional schedule in advance of the season. We'll have a better foreknowledge of what exactly the schedule will be we'll know what our home dates are we'll know uh the state of things much earlier than we did leading into this year and i know like many folks out there we made all the adjustments we could Uh, we pivoted so many times uh throughout the course of the lead up to the season and even now we're starting to make some pivots but at the same time um you know it's all with the goal of providing the best possible experience for fans here at the ballpark, and the possibilities definitely expand for 2022 for State College Spikes fans. So it also gives more groups the opportunity to plan further in advance. I mean, we didn't know at the outset of this season how many groups we could accommodate, if we could accommodate any groups here at the ballpark. Thankfully, we're now back to, to full strength. The Pepsi picnic pavilion is open for the final five games. I will say the suites and the Geisinger Champions Club are in very short yeah. supply, so if you're looking yeah. for one of those, you better act fast. Uh, but you know, even in the, in the seating bowl here surrounding the field, the ability to have groups, we didn't know we'd have that. So we've got a late start on uh, everybody for that, but now everybody from us to the, all the groups making their plans for 2022 will all know well ahead of time, yes, we have availability, we have these dates, we'll have these promotions, and let's get together and let's combine as one community once again here uh, at Medler Field at LeBron Oak Park. So all that combined, we're we're very much looking forward uh, to having a full-off season to get ready for a 2022 season that will have even more fun and more entertainment in store for Spikes. Uh,
0: I know that, you know, obviously mascots are part of the fun of sports, uh, whether it's Ike the Spike of the Spikes game or Boomer up at a Williamsport Crosscutters game. As we always have to remember about our good friends the Williamsport crosscutters right up the road in Lycoming County and the great oh, yeah. job that that Gabe and that entire you know that entire group does up there I mean they do a great job we have great admiration yes, and... for them uh but part of the one of the you know there's like the spike there's the nookie monster but there was also Bob the baseball dog uh, for those who don't realize it, and they would bark in the park. And the fourth one's coming up on Sunday. Uh, a lot of people may not know that Bob the baseball dog passed away last week. Now, and look, the last time we saw him, Joe, I, was that the last time you saw him? Was it we were together?
1: Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, uh, yeah he came up uh, in the bo- he
0: came up in the booth.
1: You know, uh,
0: now, it bothered me. He did two winnings and sounded better, uh, but it's like, <laughs> <laughs> but um, and we could tell he wasn't quite right. You know, 'Cause he had lost weight. I mean he you know, now he offered him food and suddenly he made a quick recovery. But um but it was really sad for everybody. So is you know, what are we gonna do on Sunday at the last bark in the park to you know, honor the fact that he was a, a part of the fun of the franchise. Absolutely. It
1: was it was very sad, uh to, to learn of Bob the baseball dog passing uh this past weekend and uh, You know, the the thing that Bob loves the most is just being out here at the ballpark, greeting all the fans, human and canine alike. So really for the, uh, you know, for the the Spikes, uh, for us all to be able to to honor Bob's life, we just want to do exactly what he uh, set out to do each and every time he visits, just have a great time. So we're inviting fans uh, with a Bark in the Park night, or Bark in the Park day, I should say. Come on out, bring your four-legged friend. Do what Bob enjoyed and just have a great time at the ballpark. Uh, the bleacher seats will be open up, and in addition, uh, paint the park purple going on, so the first 200 dogs get purple spiked bandanas. Uh, thanks to our friends at Juniper Village of Brookline. Um, but with all that, you know Bob. Bob was uh, a source of great vitality. Uh, he always he you know he was just as much a celebrity as anybody else at the ballpark, and he knew how to act it. Uh, You know, he was 13 human years old uh, at the time of his passing, so uh, we're going to miss Bob. We're going to miss him a whole lot. There'll be fond remembrances uh, throughout the night, uh, throughout the evening of Bob and and his time spent with us, but uh, we're going to do our best to celebrate Bob's life uh, at the ballpark, at the final park, in the park of the season, and again, just do what Bob loved to do, which is come on out to the ballpark, have a great time. And I will say this as well: uh, you know, pregame we we will definitely have a moment of remembrance, but mm-hmm. it might be a, a little different because you yes. know Bob, he was he was a little different as well. So I, uh, you know, it's, it's definitely going to be an emphasis on a joyous occasion at the ballpark. And I also want to say uh, our our sincere gratitude uh, forever goes to the McCall family who yes. took care of Bob uh for over a decade and uh, i know this one hit them as hard and, and really hit them the hardest of all um so you know th- there will be representation from the mcfall family out of the ballpark as well we'll be hearing from them throughout the course of the game so uh you know definitely hats off to them and uh we're gonna we're gonna make sure that uh bob knows that he was loved and and yeah. adored by all of us here at this place
0: yeah absolutely Absolutely so. But it's also going to be, you know, what the heck, let's have fireworks, Joe.
1: <laughs> That's right. This weekend, chock full, more chances to watch fireworks from the field. Three fireworks shows remaining, two of them shooting off each of the next two nights. Friday night, uh, presented by the Meadows. Saturday, presented by our own home area, College Township. Yeah. Uh, presenting a great fireworks show, and fans can head down on the outfield grass for both uh, nights. Following the game, we'll light up the skies over Happy Valley. Great displays uh, thanks to our uh, fireworks partners at Starfire Corporation. And i tell you what, they've been enhanced, they've been extended, uh, and really fans are going to get a treat, and they're going to get a unique view from the outfield grass. I know we've had rave reviews uh, each of the first uh, few occasions. We've been able to do fireworks from the field, to be able to watch fireworks from the field, and it's going to continue on Friday night, Saturday night. I mean, this is a jam packed weekend. We've also got, in addition to fireworks, in addition to all the other great special events, we've got Scout Night at the ballpark. We've got Penn Valley Community Night, in addition to College Township Community Night, which means a free kids' zone Friday and Saturday night as well. Uh, it, It just up and down the line. We've got food specials, drink specials, et cetera. So all of that put together, I mean, we're talking about the next to last Uh, weekend of the season so uh, you know hopefully uh, everybody can take advantage of this opportunity to come outside have a lot of fun with us and uh, enjoy a great time at the ballpark
0: and by the way one of the greatest promotional items ever is weather and the weather (laughs) is going to be phenomenal Joe
1: it is looking gorgeous 80 degrees lots of sunshine throughout the whole weekend I mean you know, we we uh we definitely, we, w- we would bargain and haggle for weather like this, yep. but thankfully we haven't had to. Uh, so we uh, definitely uh, look forward to welcoming everybody out for some picture-perfect August evenings at the ballpark, uh, whether you're with your family, maybe you're the four-legged member of your family. <laughs> it's going to be a great time, all three games.
0: It's all with the Williamsport Crosscutters, and then we'll get into the final couple of games of the season because... Uh, We'll do that next uh, Wednesday. We'll, we'll get together and talk about that, talk about the Thursday and Friday games. Because uh, what the Crosscutters and the Spikes have done is they were able to bring baseball back to the area again. Yes, indeed. Joe, thanks so much. Look forward, to my friend, to seeing you tomorrow night.
1: Indeed. Looking forward to seeing you as well, Stephen. Looking forward to seeing everyone out there. Here at the ballpark tomorrow, Saturday, and Sunday.
0: Let's have some fun. All right, we'll come back with more in a moment as we continue on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Tonight on Fox, Mason Rudolph leads the Pittsburgh... Oh, that wasn't the headline they were hoping for. Najee Harris? No, he's not going to really play much either. Um, Dak Prescott? uh, No, he's not playing at all either. Um, Joe Buck is right now in a hotel room calling somebody say, who are these people <laughs> but it'll be just great to see football back right oh yeah by the way uh, they have not handed Jalen Hurts the starting job in a silver platter eh, whatever it will come eventually what if they acquired Deshaun Watson then I'll be a little nervous
2: I'm I'm not quite there yet because there's a lot of uncertainty
0: with that right now. Well, I I understand that. I mean, I mean, 22 is a big number. Uh, <laughs> we'll leave it at that. Uh, but what if they do? That's something that is. Oh boy, see, I I know talent and experience mean so much in the NFL. And it means so much in every sport. But I don't think you can sit there and acquire someone that is currently um, being looked at. So let's go back to Michael Vick. Michael Vick, when the Eagles acquired him, had already paid his debt to society. That's a big difference where you get a second chance after you pay your debt to society. Now, there are many animal lovers out there, I, of course, am one, that would not agree with that, all right, at all. And if I'm sitting there and I'm in that spot, if I'm sitting there and I'm in that spot, right? do I acquire him? No, I'd probably go with other options just because I, you know, I'm just so disgusted by what he did. But I've always been a big believer in second chances. Right? And then people will say, well, you don't sound like you give the suit a second chance. I'm giving him 12. <laughs> right? I'm kind of like I'm at the breaking point. I'm done. <laughs> right? After a dozen, you're like, "I don't know, it's just, we're not going anywhere. Uh <laughs> But that is um, when somebody is under an active when they're actively looking at them. I don't think you can acquire them. I think you need to have the dust settled before you acquire
2: them. Absolutely, and that's and then you saw the report that the that talks were heating up between the Eagles and Texans. But then Pro Football Talk said, "Well, the Eagles and several teams are in limbo right now because they don't know what's coming on legally, as they should be."
0: Well, okay. Some teams it may be a moral dilemma, which is the right dilemma. Right. Others it's going to be, well, gee, if we acquire him, he might not be available. No, that's not how you look at it. Okay? It's a moral dilemma. It is not a an availability dilemma. There's a big difference between the two. Um And then after that, you know, then it becomes, you know, a, you know, a competency dilemma. What, you know, this, I mean, the suit's always available. The competency we question. It's just not. I mean, it's not so. F O U L E D. That spells foul. Duh. So good to see Doug yesterday. It was and, and to and to see you and to see Ben, Mark, and Mark's stop by so refreshing. Uh, I'll tell you, when the suit left, then I saw the mountain range. I was like, wow, it's beautiful out there. Oh, my almighty! I hate the show. (laughs) Uh, Alex Cazara is in the next half hour talking about the Steelers and Matt. Yes. Well, you sound so downtrodden when (laughs) I bring that up.
2: Because I never know what which, what, what he's going to pull out of his hat this time. It's just... <laughs> it's just like the old days.
0: Yeah. Uh, Mediacom, by the way, added the ACC network. Uh, so that's good. Does anybody have Mediacom? No? I mean, the key for them is they need Comcast to say yes. Um, Jason Garrett, the Giants offensive coordinator, former head coach of the Giants. Okay. Yeah, this okay. was stupid. All right. Yeah, you know, so we talked about Deion Sanders. So if you're going to talk about Deion Sanders doing it, you got to talk about everybody who does it. Giants offensive coordinator, Jason Garrett, right, would like to be called coach. Right just told us to call him coach as he walked off the podium. He said, good to see you guys. He say good to see you in person, Jason. We say, good to see you, coach. That's how we do it. Like... What the heck? Hey. I'm all for... You know, I'm all for... um respect always but referring to somebody by their first name is is not disrespect when did when did referring to somebody by their first name become disrespect
2: and no offense jason garrett hasn't necessarily proved himself to be someone who can say something like that he's back as an offensive coordinator for a reason
0: I don't understand this where, you know, for one thing, to be honest with you, to the media people in the room, he's not coaching them. Now, if you want Saquon Barkley to call him coach, okay, that's because he's working for him.